بشرحلی صدری و یسر علی امری وحل السانی یک قولی آمین السلام علیکم ٹوڈے آئی ود لائک ٹو ڈسکس ٹو نیمز آف اللہ القاہر لوسلی ٹرانسلیٹڈ ایز دی ارزسٹبل اور دا ون ہو کین ناٹ بی ریزسٹڈ این القہار آل پریویلنگ دا ڈومینیٹر دا سبڈیور بہت دیز نیمز کیری دا میننگ آف ون ہو از نیور اوور کم دیز ٹو نیمز آر ڈرائیو فرام دی عربک روڈ کاف ہارا which has a classical Arabic connotation to dominate, conquer, overpower, overwhelm, to master, to prevail, to subjugate, to subdue and compel against one's wishes, implying absolute control. Al-Kahir is the base form and it, as I said, means the irresistible one, the one who controls everything, and all are subservient to his supreme grace, greatness, and majesty. Al-Kahir is mentioned in the Quran twice, both the times in Surah Al-Anam. In ayah number 17 and 18 in Surah Al-Anam, Allah says that if Allah touches you with affliction, no one can remove it except him. And if he touches you with good, he has the power over all things. وَهُوَ الْقَاهِرُ فَوْقَ عِبَادِهِ And he is dominant over his slaves. وَهُوَ الْحَكِيمُ الْخَبِيرُ And he is the all-wise, the all-aware. In ayah number 61, the same portion of the ayah gets repeated. وَهُوَ الْقَاهِرُ فَوْقَ عِبَادِهِ He is the supreme master over his slaves. The ayah continues. And he sends guardians over you until when death approaches one of you. Our angels take his soul. They never fail in their duty. The angels here, of course, refers to the angels who are charged with the seizing of the spirits. They do not fall short of what they have been commanded. This here emphasizes Allah's power to subdue his creation. Be they angels, humans or anything. Nothing can escape him. He subdues it all with death. The second name, Al-Kahar, is mentioned six times in the Quran. Grammatically, the form of the word Kahar is more emphatic. It is the more intense form. It means the one who is all overpowering. There is absolutely nothing. No creation that is not subject to Allah's will. Nothing has the power to escape it. Allah has absolute sovereignty over all of creation. The entire universe, any and everything ever created, runs according to the laws laid down by him. He is dominant, master of all, and victorious over all opposition. Unlike any worldly power, the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is infinite. He's always had and will always have this power. In Surah Fussilat, which is Surah number 41, we see a demonstration of this might of Allah right from the onset of creation as we know it. He describes the conception of the universe. And in Ayah 11, Allah says, Then Allah turned to the sky, which was smoke, and he said to it and to the earth, Come both of you, tau'an aw karhan, willingly or unwillingly. And they said, we come willingly. We know that when Allah needs something to be done, when he needs something to come into being or something to happen, he simply says, be and it is. 
kun fayakun. Everything submits to Allah's will and that is by the power and force of Al-Qahar, the one with supreme power. In Surah Ar-Rad, which is Surah number 13 and Ayah number 16, we read, Kul mar rabbu samawati wal ard. Say, who is the Lord of the heavens and the earth? Kulillah, say Allah. Say, have you taken besides him allies not possessing even for themselves any benefit or any harm? Say, is the blind equivalent to the seeing or is darkness equivalent to light? Or have they attributed to Allah partners who created like him? So that the creation of each seems similar to them? Say, Allah is the creator of all things and he is Al-Wahid Al-Kahar. This is a very profound ayah. It affirms Tawheed of Allah and it asserts that he is the only one who deserves to be worshipped. But beyond that, there is a subtle point that I wanted to highlight and that is the part where Allah says right after asking us, are you seeking protection from those who have no power to harm or benefit themselves? He asks, are the blind and seeing equal? Allah's knowledge far supersedes any any other knowledge, right? He not only knows the past, but he knows the present, even that which is concealed, and he also knows the future. He knows what is coming. How then can we seek protection in anyone besides him, the Wahid, the Qahar? In using this name of Allah, Al-Qahar, in our du'as, we can have the assurance that the most powerful is with us. In Surah Ali Imran, which is Surah number 3, Ayah number 160, he says, If Allah aids you, no one can overcome you. In Surah Ghafir, which is Surah number 40, in Ayah number 16, when Allah is referring to the day when we will all be presented to Allah, Allah says, The day when they come forth, nothing concerning them will be hidden from Allah. Then he will ask us a question. Who has control today? Allah, the one, the all-powerful, Al-Wahid, Al-Kahar. So essentially, the book ends of our existence or life as we know it are both mentioned in the Quran with reference to Allah as Al-Wahid, Al-Kahar. And the book ends being the creation of the universe on one end and the other end being the day of reckoning. It's also important to note that in the Quran, the name Al-Kahar is always paired with the name Al-Wahid, meaning the one. And the special meaning of the pairing is the one who alone subdues the whole of creation with his sovereign authority and power. Nothing occurs except biiznillah, by his permission, by the permission of Allah and everything submits to him. He is the one who subdues the most obstinate and renegade tyrants. In the tafsir for this ayah, um, by in Ibn Kathir, we read about a hadith that is narrated by Ibn Umar anha, that Allah will roll up the heavens and the earth in his hand and he will say, Anal maliku, anal jabbaru, anal mutakabbir. I am king, I am the compeller, I am the proud. And then he will go on and he will say, where are the kings of the earth? Where are the tyrants? Where are the proud? In the hadith about the trumpet, it says that Allah will take the souls of all his creatures and there will be none left but him alone with no partner or associate. And then he will say, Limanil mulkul yawm, Whose is the kingdom today? 
and he will say this three times and then he will answer himself by saying lillahil wahidil qahar it is allah the one the irresistible meaning that he is the only one who has subjugated all things in life everything loses its power over a period of time be it people or empires they become weak and lose power eventually our bodies themselves they change second to second year to year and we have no control over it empires no matter how large or powerful they might be let's look at the roman empire it was the longest lasting empire known to mankind it endured for over a thousand years but eventually it too was overthrown by the barbarians everything loses its power except for allah allah al qahar has complete control his power and his control does not weaken or diminish he has and always will be dominant over the entire universe allah is in control and nothing can dominate him firaun namrud people of salih alayhi salam people of nu alayhi salam are just some of the examples of people who had no control no power in front of allah and they had to succumb to allah's will only al qahar has the complete control and dominance and he is dominant master of all and he is victorious over all opposition how then should we implement this attribute of allah in our own lives firstly submit and surrender islam means to submit and surrender to allah's will we must surrender our hearts our minds our limbs our actions our speech senses our talents our skills all to him by using them for good and we must not submit to our own desires and whims we must submit to al qahar willingly knowing that that in itself is an act of glorification secondly we must reflect on how al qahar expresses his will and his power look at the multitude of prophetic examples that we have Ibrahim alayhi salam where the fire didn't burn him Yunus alayhi salam where the whale didn't kill him Musa alayhi salam where the seas parted for him and the list goes on and on and these stories they help us understand the power the immense power of Allah and they help us surrender and there is great liberation and immense comfort in that additionally we must not oppress others don't abuse power This is not limited to the overtly weak and those with less power like the needy or the orphans. It also includes our relationships at home, within our communities and beyond. And lastly, we must call upon Allah using this name. According to Bukhari and Muslim, there is a sunnah that Rasul Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would recite this dua when he turned during sleep at night. La ilaha illallahu al-wahidul qahar rabbus samawati wal-ardi wa ma baynahuma al-azizul ghafar. None has the right to be worshipped except Allah, al-wahid, al-qahar, Lord of the heavens and the earth and all that is between them, the exalted in might, the oft-forgiving. we can add to that dua oh allah ya qahar we know that you overpower everything make us of those who submit fully to you in islam and help the oppressed among us against the zalimin there is no power greater than you ya allah you are the ultimate conqueror the supreme vanquisher so help the oppressed among us escape the tyranny amen ya rabbil alamin 
I leave you with that today. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika shadu Allah ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Glory is to you, O Allah, and praise is to you. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship but you. I seek your forgiveness and I repent to you.